You're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Majd. October is open enrollment for many people searching for health care. That means selecting a health plan and a doctor if your health insurance is changing. I know it's frustrating to be forced to start from scratch again. You may have already bonded with your current doctor who knows your health and your history well. So how do you start over? Well, there is seemingly an endless sea of doctors to choose from. How can you make the very best choice? Selecting a physician is a very personal process. There are numerous reasons why you may or may not connect with a doctor. The relationship is really like many other relationships, and it requires great trust. So let's talk about some of the things that you may want to consider when selecting a physician in today's episode. So when you first join a health plan, they may send you a list of doctors within their network. If not mailed or electronically sent to you upon joining, you can actually use their website. Doctor lists are often easily searchable there. Or you can call them to mail you a copy of their provider booklet if you prefer. If you want to save on costs, I'd start here with an in-network physician. Some plans will allow you to still see your out-of-network doctor, but at a higher cost. So if you have an HMO, however, they most likely will not provide that option. If you're confused about the differences between PPOs, EPOs, and HMOs, you're certainly not the only one. So make sure to learn how to choose between the three types of health plans on my prior podcast. While perusing your in-network provider list, then consider the following. Number one. Search the medical group's website. The benefit of this online list is that some plans will list their physician profiles in more detail. For instance, mine will reveal that I love sci-fi movies, have an extra focus on women's health and pediatrics, and that I host a medical podcast, which you all may know. Some physicians will even have a video snippet on their profile to view. Their credentials may be listed in more detail, etc. In this way, you can best find a physician that matches your interests. A connection is really honestly always helpful in making you feel more comfortable at the doctor's office. Number two, do you prefer a female or a male physician? This will narrow down your search by about 50%. Female patients often search for female doctors, and many of my patients will tell me this. Perhaps they feel more of a connection with a female, or perhaps they'd neglect their pap smears otherwise. Or conversely, perhaps they grew up with six brothers and have a better connection with a male physician. And on the other hand, I've also had male patients reveal that they feel more comfortable with females. And male patients will also tell me that they don't feel as comfortable with the female physician when discussing their most personal topics, such as erectile dysfunction or low libido. Honestly, there's no right or wrong answer here. The truth is, however, almost all of us doctors have patients from all spectrums, and there's nothing that we have not heard before. No medical topic makes the physician feel uncomfortable, but how you feel as a patient is the key. So if this makes a difference in how comfortable you feel at the doctor's office, then it is a consideration. Number three. Avoid internet ratings. 
Honestly, my personal opinion is that doctors should never have a Yelp profile or other online health grades, which they have no control over. To be honest, anyone can go online and rate and even remain anonymous. That means even personal contacts of doctors, their dismayed colleagues, and even disgruntled patients. But providing medical care is a complex issue. Sometimes the patient may not feel satisfied despite the physician's best intentions. And a great example is a patient with a history of addiction who may have been denied a medication that the physician felt was not in their best interest. Or perhaps a patient who says they don't like to go to the doctor, which honestly is not that uncommon, who is seen after 10 years and upset by the doctor's attempts to ensure their preventative screenings are met, which is what we're trained to do. Things like mammograms, colonoscopies, vaccines, etc. They just want to be left alone. And they may not like this interaction because of these reasons. Personality mismatches can happen, and it really doesn't necessarily mean that either party did something wrong. Of course, this may not be the case in every situation, but in general, people that are not happy will go online and provide more negative reviews. Conversely, friends and family members can also get online and inflate the ratings in favor of the physician too. So you got to keep that in mind. If you read these ratings, please take them with a grain of salt. A better way to gauge how you may connect with a physician is to ask around. Is there a family member or neighbor whose opinion you trust? Who is their doctor? The odds of making a connection with a doctor is higher if someone you know has a positive personal experience to share with you. Number four, language considerations. Well, it's no secret that my name is not an easy one to say, but I obviously speak English and I have excellent communication skills. So try not to make assumptions about language disparities when looking up physicians. I've had patients reveal that they weren't quite certain if I spoke English well enough before they met me and they were quite surprised. And they were hoping that I spoke English well enough to communicate. Honestly, that one makes me cringe a tad. But if you yourself feel more comfortable speaking in another language, then by all means, select a physician that is fluent in that language. Most health plan and medical group lists will include that information, and if they don't, then ask for it. And last but not least, never judge a book by its cover. When I meet a patient for the first time, can you guess what question I get asked the most? The question is, how old are you? In various forms, of course. It may even be a statement such as, wow, you look so young. Assuming the age of a person is always dangerous territory, in my opinion. And I know this because of experiencing so many patients. I mean, I've honestly had 90-year-olds who appear in their 60s and 30-year-olds who appear with a physiologic age of 50s. As for myself, unfortunately, I get asked these questions less and less through time. They may have bothered me a tad when I first started, but now I actually enjoy it and I take it as a compliment. But other doctors may not. And the truth is, it doesn't really matter. But I'll tell you this, it would surprise you how savvy some even very young physicians are when they first leave residency. And they're often very up to date. I'd want a doctor like that. 
My advice, don't focus on age or make assumptions that the doctor is incapable based on it. Most medical groups, especially larger ones, have very strict criteria when employing physicians. They've often already done the work for you. And if it's a reputable medical group, then you can be almost certain that the physician is capable no matter what age. My answer, by the way, to this question is this. Well, I've completed an extra 11 years of school and training after high school, and I've now been practicing medicine for 13 years. Don't worry, you're in excellent hands. Unfortunately for me, everyone can now do the math, but please, 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 let's keep it between us, okay? We share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. And if you learned anything here today, or if you simply enjoy all things medical, then you can listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctor podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Just a short word. Do you know how to negotiate with a contractor? What about how to spot a bed bug? Or how to survive a plane crash? Well, if you don't, no worries. Ross to the Rescue is a new podcast from the Today Show correspondent Jeff Rosen. And each week, he will show how to avert these and other disasters, from floods to identity theft. So subscribe to Ross to the Rescue on our sister network, Macmillan Podcasts. Just search R-O-S-S-E-N to the rescue on your favorite podcast platform. Please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It does not substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of The House Call Doctor. Good luck with open enrollment, stay healthy, and I'll catch you next time.